Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another, to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my loves. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm going to be discussing three high-performance hard truths. So let's dive right in. So hard truth number one is consuming information is not learning. We learn by doing. Now, this is the whole theory versus practice debate. So in traditional school, we read, we listened, we consumed a lot of information and we thought that that was learning. However, we don't actually learn what works for us until we actually implement until we actually practice. And so while I am so grateful for my education and I've had a lot of it because I did believe this misconception that the more information I consume, the more I have learned, but that's not true. The information you can you consume is just potential power. It's only powerful when you actually go out and do the thing. So yes, you may be doing courses, reading books, listening to podcasts. That is all exposure to information. That is all consuming information. You not you have not learned until you do. So please stop waiting until you have more information. There is endless information out in the universe right now. You're not going to consume it all. You need to do by trial and error to find out what works for you, whether it is in your business or in your relationship or in your parenting. It is all the same. You don't learn when you read the book on parenting. You learn by practicing that strategy with your child. That is when you actually learn. So another way that I see this being misused is, you know, we use this like I'm consuming, I'm learning. Um, Really, it's just another form of procrastination. And I did it. Yes, I did it. When I wanted to launch my coaching business, I wanted to have the PhD. I wanted to be fully certified, but then I wanted to have other qualifications in in leading and in emotional intelligence. And but really, that was just a mask for fear that I wasn't good enough without those. I used those qualifications as a shield to say, "Hey, I'm ready now. Look, I'm I'm worthy of serving you because I've got all these qualifications behind me." Now, that is not to say that you go out and do the thing without uh, any kind of background, right? That's reckless. Like you wouldn't want um, a surgeon operating on you who 
was like, yeah, but you learn by doing. No, he needs to have, or she needs to have the theoretical foundations first. Okay. So for some professions, you need to have that baseline, you know, coaching, especially in the trauma space, please don't go out and try to coach. If you are not trauma informed, if you do not have the skills and you don't have the capability of really closing that loop for someone, that is reckless. However, I see more people going on the opposite side of waiting to have all of the information. I mean, I even see this in business. Like, let me just get my business plan in place. Like, yeah, have a plan, but please understand that no plan goes as planned. It will pivot. Sometimes you have to do a hard pivot. So just understand that exposure or consuming information is not learning. We learn by doing. So ask yourself, where am I substituting information for action? Okay. So I'm going to really call you forward now and be like, listen, it's time to act. It's time to do the thing and just recognize you're going to mess up. I mean, that's part of success. Failure is a piece of of success. It's not the opposite of success. It is one of the steps towards success. If you are not failing, you are not doing enough. Okay. Number two, it's not the hours you put in, but what you put in the hours. This is a freaking huge one. Again, this is one that I misunderstood as well. Okay. So basically what I'm saying is this, you don't need eight hours to work on your business you may be able to get it done in three or four, okay? And just because you've time blocked eight hours for your business, it doesn't mean that you are actually being productive, okay? And this is gonna trigger some people. Just because you wear the the hat of like, I'm a stay-at-home mom because I wanna be present with my kids versus someone who goes to work every day, a nine-to-five mom, a corporate mom, doesn't mean that you are actually spending more quality time with your child. That's just the truth. That is just the truth. It is not the time that we put towards something, but what we put into that time. Okay. And this has to everything to do with state. So when I am getting ready to work and I need to have a productive day, there are things I do do to put me into that state that I've spoken about before. So I'm going to just touch on them real quick. So one of the things for me is I always, 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 on the exception of when I'm on my period, I have a cold shower because for me, a cold shower signifies that I do hard shit and I'm literally shaking in the shower, but I'm like, I do hard things. That sets me up in a state, a very powerful state to really take on my day. Another thing I do is I tend to my inner child. So if I'm feeling like misaligned, if I'm feeling a little bit down, I'm there for her. I talk to her. I bring her with me in the day. If she's holding on to something from the past, if she's still upset about something, I bring her into the present day. I treat her like she was a little child in front of me, like a precious, gorgeous little girl that is seeking my attention. I wouldn't turn away from her and tell her I'm too busy. So I bring that presence to my inner child. I might do... Um, some energy work, whether it's through meditation or journaling 
or if I do some plant medicine, there's some some medicines that I work with. Uh, cacao is a very important part of my day. It's very grounding for me. It's very heart opening for me. Um, and having a clean workspace. So see things like this prepare me to have a productive couple hours of work. So it's these self care practices and these rituals that help me make the most of my two hours. Okay. Now we can say the the same thing about our kids. So if we choose to have a productive, you know, couple hours working, then we can actually be truly present with our children. So it's about getting into state. And one of the things for me to get into state for my children, and this is just full transparency, is I have to feel like I've been productive because I know myself. I know myself and if I'm with my kids and I feel like there's like three other things I need to get done, whether it's with the properties or the the businesses or something, you know, I haven't responded to something that was important, that's going to be on my mind and I'm going to be distracted. So one of the ways I get into state to being with my children and fully present is making sure I make the most of my time that I'm away from them. Okay, so... It is not about the amount of hours that you put in, but what you put in to your hours. So what I would say to you is what can you do to put yourself into the right state to do your productive work, to be the present mom that you want to be, to be the loving partner? I mean, this is even applicable in relationships, right? Being in the right state for your husband, if you are a feminine woman and you're with a masculine male, How can I be in my best state? Well, I'll tell you right now, being stressed out is not good for my relationship. I know when it's having a negative impact on my relationship. So me getting into a state for my relationship is how do I relax and get back into my feminine? Okay. And hard truth number three, it's not what you do once, it's what you keep doing. This is the most prevalent that I just want everybody to understand. This is huge. It's a big trigger point for me. um, And I'm going to break it down for you. So basically we don't arrive at success. Like we don't do the things we need to do to hit a goal and then think we don't need to keep doing the thing. Okay. So let's look at it. If it's like you're doing a keynote presentation, a speaking engagement or something like that, you prepare, you get ready, you get into state and then you go do that presentation. You're not like, Oh, phew, great done. No, you go back and you're like, how could I make that better? Or I'm going to change this for the next one. Or I smash that, celebrate, now make sure that I maintain that level of performance every time I get in front of an audience. It's not like, oh good, I gave this presentation, the important people were there, they're going to book me for a consulting gig, all good, done. But this is our mindset. This is our mindset that we need to change is that once we arrive at this goal that it's just like smooth sailing. Look at the diet industry, right? It's like, I want guys, and I'm putting myself like here, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm this person, right? So I'm like, okay, if I reach this fitness goal, no, if you reach that fitness goal, there's another layer to that. 
And what's really important to drop here is that I'm not trying to make you feel anxious, like what you do is never enough and what you, you are not enough and you always have to keep getting better to prove yourself. It's no, you came here to be the best fucking version of yourself for your business, for your children, for your husband. So you owe it to yourself to keep on improving right? Now I see this in uh, my network marketing business. It's like, okay, like once I hit that target, okay, well, once you hit that target, you have to, you have to hit it again. It's not what you do once. It's what you continue to do. That is what makes you a success. Okay. And sometimes in entrepreneurship, we don't really, we don't know how to apply it to a business context when it's our own business. But I mean, it's just given in corporate. I mean, if you are going for the role of vice president or an executive role of some kind, chief strategy officer, whatever it is, right? And so you are working up towards this. You were doing your personal development. You were maybe working with a coach for your leadership. You had a target of achieving that position, okay? And all the benefits that come with that. Oh my gosh, it's so great, right? And the raise and all of it. Okay, so now you get it because you did the thing. So now what, you're going to coast? No, you've got more responsibility. You have bigger KPIs. You have more to look after. And this is, this is the thing, my loves. It's like whatever you want to achieve, just know there's another layer. There's another level to the success. And it's not about proving your worthiness through through outward success, but it's embodying the level of success that you know is yours. You get to be all of it. You get to experience all of the juice. And as your goals get bigger and as you need to stretch more, you are becoming bigger. You get that? You become the person that's able to achieve those things. And that is why you're fucking here. You're here to be the highest level version of yourself for your business, for your husband, for your children, and especially for yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.